was packed on TV. Oh shit, looks like John Wick, Bill and Ted, just Ted, Neo from the Matrix, who's that? Keanu Reeves. Hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 5, Episode 2. I'm your co-host, Agent Denali. Oh, oh. I'm your co-host, Agent Ryan. Oh, damn it. They don't talk like robots, do they? Like I don't know why I did like that. one of the machines, I guess. Oh, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a robot. Machine. I'm a robot agent <laughs> this time. I'm, I'm just a guy that woke up from a weird sack <laughs> filled with liquid in my own poop. I'm <laughs> Jace. <laughs> did, we, uh, did, did we ever see a plug come out of there? You know? Out, out, out the butt? Yeah. We're doing this already? We're, we're already talking we, about... The well, day. Just, yeah. He said he said, he said in a pod field on poop, so this is fair game. But, like, yeah. did, we saw plugs come out of, like, everywhere. Right. Is, is, did those replace... They're fed a, fed a liquid digestive? diet. But, right, so, so is that what that is? It replaces his digestive system? He's eating oatmeal later, though. He's got to have a digestive system. No, no, I'm just saying they're just, like, purely fed, like, all their nutrients through liquid when they're in the sacks. Right, so... Yeah, yeah, but do they? So would he know, not poop? It, Solid matter. Well, it's okay. there's a lot of red, me, red blood cells in matter, there, right? You still, you still go. Okay, you know what? You know that scene where all of the the plugs like shoot out from his back, going down his vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Do 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 do. They keep you going. Assume, oh, they, they, they keep the final going one that goes. There's a terminus Bloop. at yeah, some point. <laughs> <laughs> we could all agree it goes down to his butthole. And that's how he gets released. That's the but do you think book. they had to do any... That means they would have had to do some mechanical work down there and put one of those plugs. Well, they fucking grow him, though. Like, they don't, they don't just put the... They don't put the plugs in, do they? Don't Can they you grow imagine them the shit of the that? Plugs? And we saw, the, we saw the plugs in the baby. I think they still had to put it in at some point, right? Yeah, they put the plugs in the baby. Well, the babies and were also probably grown. Every, so. every now and then, they gotta put new plugs in, in the human. You know okay. the shits of that, that this robot species this sentient ai robot yeah. species literally grows the downfall of their entire society yeah idiots Man. Who, yeah i know who damn who would not have seen that coming that's a pure poetry uh by the way we're this is our matrix episode guys mm. um oh, oh we're yeah, talking... yeah if you haven't seen the movie yeah, matrix yeah. you're like one of four people and also yeah. you're very confused Yo, Matrix is so tight, guys. You should see the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Come jack normally, in to the normally I want the <laughs> Normally, I want the viewership, and I'm not like, hey, yeah, you know, watch this anyways, even if you haven't seen the movie, but you should probably watch the Matrix. Just, just for cultural knowledge. Yeah, just, it's yeah, so just, ingrained. Yeah. You're probably going to understand, like, half of the references your coworkers say now. Every kung fu fight scene ever. Oh, totally. Bullet they invented time. kung fu for this movie. Whoa! <laughs> do you guys um, do you guys did you guys see Matrix when it came out? Like when you guys were like five or I six? I was like five, so no. Definitely did not I see it, it in theaters. Probably when I was like a couple years later, maybe six or seven. Yeah, same. I'm kind of early two thousands. Um, yeah. You guys remember those like commercials that were uh, that were around back then? Like I was thinking about early two thousands commercials. Oh, like, they're uh, so good. Like the "Don't use a spoon" commercials for Gogurt. With like, don't use a spoon, idiot! And like, he grab a gogurt. 
Yeah, grab a gogurt. Do you guys remember the berries and cream commercial? Berries and cream, berries and cream. Yeah. I'm so in love with berries with and cream. When I was in like fifth grade camp in California, we uh, my friends Juke and Jacob were for some reason they were convinced that I was looked like the berries and cream guy. No way. He's got brown hair, and I have no I have no idea why. And they would make me do the berries and cream dance all the time. They're wow. bigger than me, so they would friend, do, do the well? friendly force me to do the dance. How were you at the dance? Oh, t- absolutely terrible. I was. Pro- okay. I mean, I'm pretty good at it now. Let's be yeah. honest. Right. But when right. I was a little scrawny, you know, ten year old, I was terrible. Wow. So J- the Juke and Jacob, if you're listening to this, well, how about how about you get a taste of your own medicine? How about you yeah. guys do the berries and cream dance? Yeah. Come on, Juke and Jacob. Do and the berries and cre- cream dance. Please. Pretty uncomfortable with that whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. <laughs> it's unfortunately not a bit. I know. You I know, stupid I know, idiots. I know, I know. There's weirder stories. There's weirder stories like this kid, Rodrigo, who was kind of the outcast yeah, yeah. in our class. He was put in our cabin because we're, let's face it, we were the cabin of the outcasts. Of course. And so, but we're he was like, here. he was like bigger and stronger and way more. He was like hit puberty, like in fifth grade, I swear. <laughs> And he would like try and fake fight us like in the cabins at night and he would never go to sleep. And I remember one time we were rehearsing a play for fifth grade camp and Rodrigo like stepped on Jacob's stomach and like so hard, like not not necessarily and made Jacob like like fart like involuntarily. And at, at all time we were like, ha ha ha, Jacob, you loser. Like, but now I'm like, oh my God. Like, if that happened to me, like that would be like that'd be the fart. end of that'd be the end of the game. Like, that's some serious stomach damage. You've got that. Wow. Yeah, thinking like as an adult, like these situations that we put ten year olds in are nine times out of ten not okay. Agreed. Anyways, berries and cream was a good commercial. Um, yeah. Anyways. Oh, we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, red ketchup. Was that the Matrix? Red ke- what? Green ketchup. <laughs> red ketchup. I think that's the normal stuff. <laughs> Wake up, ketchup's not supposed to be red. Red's my theme for my room today because I wasn't yeah, gonna. I wasn't pretty, gonna. Uh, I wasn't gonna change this. Yeah. This just hat. It's snowy outside, and like I needed cool. a hat and I needed a sweatshirt and. No, it lo- it looks cool. It look it looks cool. It totally looks like you did it on purpose. Don't worry. I own way too much red shit. Anyway, ketchup, green ketchup, green ketchup could have been the Matrix, right? Because yeah, I don't know been. what you're talking about. They had green ketchup. You for don't a while fucking remember green ketchup? It was tight. Yeah, my parents never bought it, but my uh, my friends' parents they bought it, and they had green and blue ketchup. And there was also like when Hulk Mania was happening, like when the first Eric Bana Incredible Hulk came out, where everything was green. Like, oh, I thought green, you meant Hulk Mania, like actual Hulk Mania, like Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan, yeah. Like I, I trademark the term Col- a different Hulk Mania, non trademark term, yeah. <laughs> Jace, uh, you, you have a strange look on your face, like you Googled something that you regret. Yeah, that's the title of the article from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and it's Heinz Marketing Aims Green Ketchup at Little Squirts. And what? this makes me uncomfortable. John, I can't publish this. Why? You know what that means? That's what we call them. Uh, do you guys remember uh, like those uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight uh, color changing cereal spoons? 
where it yes. was like yeah. thousands yes. of clones, hundreds of Jedi Knights, and five Star Wars lightsaber light up pens or, or something. Remember that commercial? Yeah. I, I think about that shit like once a week and it's been tw- like 20 years. Uh, nostalgia's cool, guys. Well, uh, it. Does that come before or after yeah. the cringy Facebook post memories? <laughs> you you get hit with the spoon memory and then you forget yeah. you, then you remember something that you did that you're like ah ah spoon. Oh, God. <laughs> speaking of nostalgia and memories you know we watched a movie that was um pretty iconic for the time right and you know we don't have to go into our, our, our reviews yet yeah um but it, it's a movie where like you know that you it's we've said it before it's been infinitely parodied pretty much every line is kind of known of this movie well it's right it's 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 like ingrained in the public consciousness and at some level even if you're not a movie person you know basically what the matrix is about oh totally totally and i was kind of just looking through some of the lines of the matrix and i i you know as you guys know uh, I currently live in Hollywood. I'm trying to break into the acting scene or the acting coaching scene, you know, <laughs> and I I was I was kind of thinking can't about he's joking. What I can't my... tell he's either because he's the type of person to drop like this career change knowledge. Yeah, he would have been like, hey, guys, by the way, episode. I've been coaching acting for the past six months in L.A. I didn't tell anybody. But now, um, well, let's do a I, bit after I submitted my improv coaching video from from leprechaun and i've become kind of a, a kind of a renowned acting coach since then oh, um, oh I'm, okay people have recognized i'm wait good I, we didn't people. get anything well I, I, you well, guys remember he, yeah he had some notes for us too remember we weren't perfect yeah and and you guys get the the free acting coaching session um Got but it. for yeah. for this one i'm not going to make you guys do improv um but i am going to coach you through some lines and, uh, you know, there's there's more Matrix sequels coming out right now, apparently. And I need to prepare you guys as um, prospective actors to kind of nail uh-huh. these lines well. So uh-huh. uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys do a scene. All right. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have you ta- do different takes of the scene just to kind of dial in on uh, on h- how to get you guys to nail this. OK, so uh, I'm going to send you guys uh-huh. just uh, just a message <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what role each each one's going to do. OK. <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to this. Okay, so Ryan, in this scene, you're gonna be Neo, and and Jace, you're gonna be Morpheus. You guys can just let's do a dry run real quick. Yeah. Okay. Just do a dry run. So how I would naturally say this line? What do you mean by dry run? Yeah. Okay, guys, and action. Why are you trying to tell me that I can dodge bullets? No, Neo, I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you would have to. Okay, guys, great. I, I love, first of all, I love the accent work. That, um, what? Yeah, that was, accent? that was pretty good. Oh, you mean Jason's accent? Uh, okay, yeah. This is an accent, the voice I'm speaking in right now. That is my acting yeah, voice. Yeah, we're playing characters now. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do another run through. Let's do another okay. run through. That was a little. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little rough. Okay, Ryan, I want you to do a more relaxed run through of this. Okay. Okay, so sort really? of like a, like like a Keanu Reeves style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do do kind of okay. like loosey goosey. I haven't Reeves. seen the Matrix, by the way. Okay. Well, just you know, and kind of imagine how his vibe. Like you're oh, a surfboard, okay. man. You're just trying to vibe out. No tension at all in your voice. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jace. Can you do a French accent for this one? I just want to hear that real oui, quick, oui. okay? All right, action. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? That's no, good, actually. Neo! 
I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. <laughs> Shades, dude. Jace just put on sunglasses midway through. Actually, can I can I just say that was so fucking tight? Actually, that was good. You, that was so good. Okay, um, let's do it. Let's do a different line. Let's do a different okay. line. That was a good run through. I think you guys are warmed yeah, up. We got it. We'll we'll stitch something together. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll take. I'll kind of do the best takes of yeah. uh, of those, and then uh, okay. So the next one, we won't see our us doing a French accent in there when we actually publish this podcast. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit out the French the French stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Jace, I'm gonna have you be Agent Smith. Ryan, I'm gonna have you be Lieutenant in this scene. Okay. Um. Why, why are you giving me this shitty line? Hey, 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 come on, no, no, come on, let's, let's be professional, let's be professional, okay? Um, so, people like crossovers nowadays, this is a WB property, as you know, so, Ryan, could I have you do this just, just to see? I, I do a good just Batman. Batman would be tight, actually, but I, I, I want to see this with Scooby-Doo, another WD property. Okay? Actually, the Scoob himself? Yeah, can you just do this as Scooby-Doo just real oh, quick? Oh, man, I don't know if I could do the do. And then, uh... Uh, Jace, can you can you do a Jar Jar for me, just to see, just to see? Oh. All right, oh, dude, and... this is gonna be guys. This is towing a thin line here. Okay, action. Yes, I do, Lieutenant. You are giving us specific orders. <laughs> Sorry, I think that should have been a bit higher pitched, but. <laughs> oh. I'm just doing my job. You give me that jurisdiction crap, you can cram it up walls. That sounds like the clown from it. Oh god. That was a good that was a good clown from yeah, it. I don't know how to do it. Okay. I did my best pennywise, I guess. Okay. Georgie? That was good. It's a really For good the, pennywise. Georgie? That was that was a good, Stop good it. pennywise. <laughs> uh Ryan, I'm gonna have you do Batman for this one. Okay. Jace, can you do can you do a Scooby Doo for years? Action. Uh, Lieutenant, you are giving specific orders. Oh, I just slipped into Pennywise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Is Pennywise doing a Scooby Doo impression? Just doing my job. You give me that jurisdiction crap. You can cram rats. That was that was pretty good. I think the guy says Juris my diction crap. He was trying to do like a um, kind of like a raunchy. No, he doesn't. He's kind of doing like a raunchy line. I don't know who you are, niece. Yeah. That's what you do to find you. The bass of your voice is like rattling my eardrums. That's so good. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna do one more. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more. Hurts my chest. Yeah, I mean that's why Batman doesn't speak that much. Christian Bell has to recuperate between takes. All right, I'm gonna have each of you just do one. Uh, take turns on this this line here, okay? This is this is one of the most iconic lines in in the Matrix, okay? Ryan, I'm I'm what I'm gonna have to do with this one, uh, is is to uh, I want you to just add, add whatever spice you want to this one. I'm, whatever I'm gonna, spice I want. Yeah, just I you know how Morpheus says this in the movie. Yes. Just can you can you do anything to make it just better to hit harder in the scene? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you guys know my impression that I have always in my back pocket. Okay, oh, I was hoping you do this. Fucking God, <laughs> I was hoping you do this. Okay, uh, I'm Neo in front of you. Mm -hmm. All right, tell me the line. Action. 
Hello, you take the red pill, you stay in the wonderland, and I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. That was good. That was, that was good. <laughs> it's, it's wild because like your um, Englishman impression is so specific. So spot like, on. It's so <laughs> like I try to do impressions of your Englishman profession <laughs> of, of your impression all the time, and I still can't nail it perfectly. <laughs> but you nail it every time. It's so specific. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I, and you could you could say I'm you know yeah. English in spirit, I guess. Uh, Jay, do you want to add your own flavor, or do you want some direction on this? I'll take some direction. Actually, can, let me hear you do. Um, Kind of a like, uh, what you call it, like a Cockney accent on this one. I don't kind know like what a what, Cockney what, what accent Ryan is. Uh, it, it's kind of like a hello, governor. Hello, governor. You oh, take yeah. the okay, red that's... pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Fuck, that sounded so tight. Dude. That was okay. That it was a it was a little <laughs> Australian, but that was like a Jason Statham flavor. And now I'm yeah. imagining Jason Statham in that role and, and the I'm Guy like, Ritchie version of the Matrix. Oh shit. Shit. You're telling me that I could dodge bullets. I'm telling you. Jason Statham in all the roles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's it's one of those weird things where you know that like the two people are talking are supposed to be the same actor, but yeah. they can't have them both on the camera. So the person who's the back of its head, it's obviously a stunt double. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. I know I was supposed to fall in love with the one. I'm not afraid. That was a little Django fan. Trinity, wow. As, yeah. I think we got some we got some good passes on that, guys. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna save this and I'm just gonna I'm gonna maybe just edit it into something that sounds like a good reel, you know? Okay. Um okay. and uh, So you're not gonna leave that in its entirety. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. take out some of those were borderline not okay. Offensive. Yeah, probably the probably the jar I I forget the Jar Jar one is is uh, kinda riding the line. But uh, you Well know, the Jar Jar one right. I think you can get by on the defense that you're doing an impersonation of a character who is yeah, he didn't make up the insensitive insensitively designed. Yeah, Jace is just doing the the Jar Jar impression. He's not right. he didn't make it up, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll cut up the Frenchman stuff too, you know, it's that's okay. uh yeah, and then uh, the English stuff. So we'll, we'll, I, yeah. think, I think we'll be left with. We don't. We don't clean. want to alienate. Yeah. Any European listeners. And then uh, the Batman. We didn't stuff say anything negative heard. about them. You know, there's a difference between yeah. me like, oh, my boat, and oh, my lazy French ass that smokes <laughs> cigarettes all day. <laughs> oh, I'm a piece of shit, and I smell like piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to be clear we should definitely not say things like that's that getting, oh that's gone <laughs> yeah that's gonna be cut out and i'll just make sure that part's cut out uh the batman okay. stuff just for ip Thanks, reasons yeah. i'm gonna yeah i really appreciate it because yeah. like you know it we kind of rely on you as the editor right, that, right. like mm -hmm. yeah we i mean it, we all can't three do it like by committee or something it has yeah, someone has yeah. to take control yeah course no, no no you can count on me and you get do you guys listen you guys uh you guys listen to the episodes afterwards right i mean after they're published yeah yeah i don't okay. i don't have access to them. you and jay certainly people have access to the recordings yeah, yeah but when they, when they come out though you listen to the you listen to the backlog yeah yeah oh, okay okay yeah, yeah. well uh, okay perfect sometimes uh, so okay yeah sweet yo guys can I, can I can i tell you something honest about this movie um watching it uh, the other night for the first time in about 10 years matrix is so fucking tight it's, Dude, so, it's good. so good. It's so awesome. It's, it's oh so my good. god! Like I was thinking to, for a while, watching this, but I was like, "Is this the best movie we've seen for this for the podcast?" It could. It's 
it's been since Interstellar that I've and I've right. like when the credits rolled for this for the purposes of this podcast, I was like, holy fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen so many shitters. There was there was a time about 45 minutes into the movie where I realized, oh, crap, I'm doing this for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I need to take notes. And I didn't. I just I was like, I'm not going to pick up a pen. I took so little notes in this just because I was so hyphy throughout this entire right. movie. From the opening yeah. sequence where I see Trinity decked out in black Dude. and just like oh running. I'm like, this is so sick. This is so yeah. aesthetic. Like, Feminist I love this. AF. Yeah, this is just this is just my shit. And I think it's been long enough where that um, that style stops being cheesy for us and goes back around the meter. Yes, and it's come. Cool. It's come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have so, to go into it like 100 percent. Like you have to tell the audience like this is what this movie is going to be like. If you don't like this, then go somewhere else. But this is pretty fucking cool. So they like, get ready. If there was one or two action scenes in this movie, you could you would probably chop it up. It's like, oh, the action scenes are kind of over the top and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then now since, since like every action scene is like that you're like oh my god the action scenes are so cool they're so over the top <laughs> you know what let's let's we should just we should just get into it if you guys i don't think there's any reason to guys, yeah wait. i think we should get into it all right and uh so who has the synopsis i think it's ryan well i think so i think i did it last time i believe oh i'm pretty sure i did 47 ronin and yeah. i did 47 ronin and then i probably did the one before that so ryan my man listen I know you're nervous because this is one of the biggest IPs we've ever done. And you're worried that people are going to listen to the episode. They're going to get mad at your synopsis. Well, that's not why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because it's, you know, the bit that I keep doing every week. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, just just take the reins and you'll be okay. I did. I did the synopsis for 47 Ronin. That was a hard. That was a hard synopsis. Okay. It was painful. That movie was painful. So what movie? The Matrix? The Matrix, man. The Matrix. Mm. Well, hold on. See if I can find it. Okay, so this movie apparently. Okay. Um, let me see. Ryan, did you see this movie? What one? The, the Matrix, dog. We've the we've been talking about. Oh. You. You see. You just said. Oh, is that is that a? You say yes. Is that a? Yeah, of course. I'll tell you all about the movie. Okay. Okay. Sweet. I just, I, I just kind of. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. Um, I know you've been busy. So. Okay. So this movie is was made in 1999. Um, it's rated R. Mm-hmm. It's 2016 minutes. Oh no, sorry, two hours and 16 minutes. Okay, yeah. All long. Right, so get to the get to the plot, Ryan. We're, we're waiting. Okay. Well, I'm getting to the plot. Uh, we just don't normally talk about this. Uh, these mm-hmm. details when we give this. Oh. Analysis. Oh, well, I'm sorry then. Jeez, Louise. Okay, okay, all right. You know what? If we could break for about three hours. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. uh, oh man, Matrix. Let's talk about it. So I, uh, I love The Matrix. Uh, one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I've watched this thousands of times. I still can't tell if you're doing a bit. <laughs> it's about a computer hacker whose real name is Thomas Anderson. And... He is known online as the Avatar Neo. Well, it's not quite clear what he's doing online, but it's a bit, you know, below the red line. And uh, he eventually gets contacted by this kind of covert network of what he, I think, pretty much assumes are like spies or something. 
And they tell him about the existence of uh, the Matrix. And they never explain to him what it is, really. And that's kind of an important part. And they, the theme throughout this movie is that there's one thing between showing someone a door and having that person walk through it. And so they basically tell him about the existence of the Matrix and that the Matrix is the answers to all the questions that you have. But you have to find out basically what those answers are. And through these contacts, he meets a man named Morpheus. And if you, even if you haven't seen this movie, you probably know the name Morpheus. Morpheus is like the wise old kind of Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. And Morpheus tells him all about the Matrix. The Matrix is a computer simulation that you currently live in, Dio. Oh, my God. And I guess that means we all live in it, too. It's a computer simulation run by the host of machines that have taken over the world to placate our human brains so they can use us as batteries. Mm -hmm. And so we're all asleep and we're in the Matrix. And you know what, Neo? Morpheus says. Neo, you're like the most raddest dude. You're like the one, man. You're like the one that's going to save everybody from the Matrix, man. And so Neo says, basically makes the choice to uh, leave the Matrix and free his mind and uh, see whether or not he is the one and whether or not he can save the world. I'm not going to go into more detail than that, because if you haven't seen the movie, oh my God, watch the movie. But also because I don't want to, like, take away from our discussion. Well done, Mr. Wrench. I'm pleased. Tui, uh, let's complete the uh, little IMDb entry here. Neo is played by Keanu Reeves, whoop, whoop. our boy. And then Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. who is absolutely amazing. Like, I think probably the best single performance in this movie. Carrie Ann Moss plays Trinity, who is not only the love interest, but she's like a badass. She's absolutely yeah. fucking badass in this movie. We have an antagonist who's, I guess there's multiple forms he appears in, but he's most in Agent Smith, played by Hugo Weaving, also known as Elrond from the Lord of the Rings franchise. And it's really cool to see him as a villain. And he plays it so well. He plays it straight. Well, he's and also the guy who uh, wore the Guy Fieri mask in that movie. What? V for Vendetta. Sorry, okay. continue. Yeah. Guy, you've got your guys mixed up. But anyways, so yeah, Hugo Weaving is the bad guy. And there's a bunch of badass fights. And I think Jace is going to want to talk about a little bit about the other maybe quasi bad guy. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. I don't want to say so much more. Matrix is tight. So I could say, tight, so dude. is the leather. It's so tight, dude. Seeing this, I mean, like I said about the aesthetic and the sunglasses, like the yeah. the nineties techno and shit. There's that something that just... can't be explained about this movie through like this audio format because it has so much influence from its visuals. Like this is a movie. Like let's make that clear. This is not like a book where there's talking heads on a screen yeah. and you can kind of get the just on an audiobook or something. No, this is a movie. Oh, totally. And it, that, that's very important. It's nice to see uh, the Wachowskis. Uh, they, they make, I think they're known for making big swings, just, you know, whether or not 100%. they always hit. It's nice to see a gigantic swing. Like, this is the wildest movie you could freaking make. And seeing it hit, man, like, it's so satisfying. Yeah. 
It's like, like uh, some. I can't, have you guys seen Moneyball? Well, I haven't seen Moneyball. Yes. Oh, there's a, there's this amazing, amazing, amazing scene where Jonah Hill is explaining to Brad Pitt this this minor league player who is just he all he does is swing for the fences like every single time. And there's one there's one scene in the movie where he gets thrown a pitch and hits it, and it goes fucking flying like 600 feet like. And it's a really, really awesome scene. And that reminds me of this movie. It's a, this, they, this Wachowski sisters just absolutely swing for the fences. I mean, just the concept alone. To pitch this in 1999, that we are all living in vats. There was a machine war. There is <laughs> fucking kung fu. Why Inside a computer. Uh, there's a, it's the future and hackers are fighting the machines. And there's an oracle and there's a prophecy. And it's the year 2199. Like, there's so much to just throw at the audience like that. Um, yeah. It should have failed. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, man. Right. It's like a Terminator level movie. Yeah. And they're throwing and that. It's Terminator Back you. to the Future level movie where, like, if you go into a pitch meeting and this is one of your pitches, mm-hmm. I think everybody's like, that's really freaking crazy. And we're not sure that <laughs> it can be done. Uh. We talked a little bit on our text. Jace, you mentioned in, in text, right, the Cypher's story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of relatable nowadays. Like, what do you guys think? Like, with Agreed. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. totally. So Cypher, if you've watched this, have, well, you probably watched it. Cypher, the, one of the main, what do you call them, coders? I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they like, call them red pills in the movie. Engineer, architect, architect type people, um... Cypher is one of the people on the ship who uh, can look at the code and knows what's going on inside of the Matrix while you're in it. And mm-hmm. he was, yep, he took the red pill. He came out of the Matrix. And I think for something like 10 years, he has been on Morpheus's crew of trying to find the one. But he's done with it. We get a scene with him talking to one of the agents, the programs who are sentient and are there to stop anything in the Matrix from going wrong. And he's like, I know this steak isn't real. I know none of it's real. I have to wake up and go eat some weird protein fucking goop. And that's the only thing that I can eat. I will give you the guy that gives you the... the I, will, I will turn over my captain if you erase my whole memory and just put me back into the Matrix. Because that is what living should be like and then he takes the bite of his honestly yeah. probably the most delicious food item i've ever yeah. seen filmed <laughs> from a movie in 1999 that steak looked perfect and i'm like you know what? okay i get it because i don't know that i would want to wake up and have to live in the sewers on a in a world where humanity blocked out the sun because the robots were solar powered they they started nuclear winter and they murdered yeah. everybody yeah I mean, bit of a diatribe, but no, I, I, no, I don't think so. Like, I mean, nowadays, I think people are can relate to escaping on on the internet or escaping in the digital world in some some way, shape, or form. So, like, seeing this dude being like, "Yo, this world sucks. I'm gonna go into this cooler world." I think there's whether or not that's even a healthy mindset. I think people are like, "Yeah, I get it, though." Fuck. We hit we hit a point in the real world where. We, it was the reverse was true. I'm going to get the directions wrong where it was like, yeah. I really like escaping into the, to the digital world. 
I remember having that in World of Warcraft, having a lot mm-hmm. of friends online, playing WoW, playing games, knowing everything about the internet. And then we found out that it's really not healthy. And now people are <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we gotta go back. We gotta back disconnect. To <laughs> yeah. You need to if know you your have... neighbors, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Human connections better. Like Neo's life in the Matrix kind of sucked, dude. He worked for like a corpo, you know, bullshit thing. And yeah, some cool raves though. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Let me <laughs> that, yeah. So the the issue with that is like Morpheus literally talks uh, during the Red Girl simulation, the Red Woman uh, yeah. simulation. Morpheus literally just names my job and my wife's job in a row when <laughs> talking about the system. <laughs> and we looked at each other and we're like, ouch, <laughs> you know. And but then, I mean, he's sort of talking about how you look around, all these people seem normal, but they're just part of the system. You got to break free from the system and do whatever you want to do. And that kind of reminds me that I always tell myself that I'm going to eventually leave my profession sooner than most people and pick up writing as a career. That's what I that's what I have been telling myself for years. And I did that for a little while. But over the last year during the pandemic, man, I have just had no energy to do my own personal thing. I have just been going to work in an office building nine to five, coming home and looking blank faced at the walls and feeling I feel like I'm going nowhere, like I'm treading water. And I think I needed to watch this movie in a way to be like, he's right. And I don't think that this movie is about black and white choices. Like I think a lot of the unfortunate internet discourse happens to be about, but like it's, it's, it's about rebelling to the extent that you're comfortable with. Cause you have people on one end of the spectrum cipher who want to be in the matrix. And you have people on the other end of the spectrum, like Neo who want to be out of the matrix. And the movie doesn't necessarily say that like one of them is right or wrong. One of them might make bad moral decisions, but no one of them's not like logically right or logically incorrect. And so you can the, the idea behind this movie is that you can betray the system as much as you want to get what you want out of it. And like the last Neil's last lines in the movie are like, uh, I want to show you a world without rules and controls, without borders and boundaries. Just taking the world as this idea of black and white choices, red pill, blue pill is a rule. That's a boundary. Like that's a construct. And so like the the message behind this movie is that there's no red pill and there's no blue pill. It's okay to live both lives. It's okay to to do whatever you want to do. And I don't know. I just needed to hear that. It's okay to be in the matrix sometime. Just don't get caught by the agent. That's right. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's... uh, I guess... uh, I mean... Yeah, and, and Ryan, I think you yeah. you you touch on like a very uh, that's that's a brilliant summation of kind of like the the mantra of the Matrix. And I think part of it's so their mantra is kind of vague enough where it's like free your mind, you know, break past your limitations, um, so you can do the things you want to do it is so relatable. And I think that's why it struck a chord uh, with so many right. people when it came out, especially 1999, man. And I think it we're like in the generational mindset cycles how people kind yeah. of enter. Uh, you know, previous generations' mindsets. I think now uh, people are feeling something similar. Where, in a way, it's a movie slightly about, I think, burnout. 
Um, totally. Mm -hmm. I think it's totally about that. Thinking like, what more is there? It's anti-work as fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's gangster. I fucking love it. it. it, it it's like it's like that. It's 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 anti-work. It, it it's not like anti-society or narcissistic or like nihilist, uh, you know. But it's it's anti-work. It's anti nine to five. Yeah, and I think it's constrained robots. It fucking anti-robots. Anti -robots. Fuck robots. Yeah. Fuck robots. <laughs> you guys probably heard about this too about like the the Wachowskis. Um, they kind of recently said too this movie is is a trans allegory. Um, because both of them are. Trans. Oh yeah, that actually is a really um, great way of looking at it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and uh, I think they didn't say it at the time it came out. Um, but later they said they're kind of channeling that aspect of kind of like where it's like the Matrix sits like a splinter in your mind where nothing seems right. Um, and someone pointed out the red pill kind of resembles like uh like the estrogen pills that they had mm. kind of back then around 1999. Um, so I mean I think that yeah, like aspect, a non-binary kind of viewpoint of the world. Yeah, I think that aspect was also interesting watching it. But again, I think it's made with the intention of you can adapt it however, you know, you see fit within within your life. As long as it's it's not some the weird fucking <laughs> conspiracy theory insult shit that they, that the redditors use for red pills. Um I would love to re-co-opt red pills into something different that's cool. not related to <laughs> not related to insults, please. <laughs> can we just reclaim red pills as, to mean something else? No, uh, unfortunately, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, even engaging with them in any sort of discourse is uh, not going to be productive. I'm worried that even just saying the word red. Yeah, pill, I was unrelated. As soon as you started saying it, I was like, ah. Uh, oh. uh, speaking of relatable, that scene where Morpheus is kind of saying all this shit to Neo, because like he, he speak, you can see he speaks to Neo's heart. Where he's like, you feel like you don't belong. You're tired of all this bullshit. You want to get out. And Neo's like, yeah. And he brings him into this abandoned building and has him just take a pill. I'm like, this is the greatest organ stealing scheme of all time. You're just grabbing lonely internet dudes and just taking him into this abandoned building where he wears cool sunglasses. Fucking he's he he he's a raver. He's probably like, I'm taking worse. Well, yeah, <laughs> give it to me. Proud. This is a sick He's time probably like, like both. Uh... <laughs> Which one will get me fucked up more? Um, the red pill. Excuse me. They're probably red. You probably get more fucked up red pill. Honestly, Wait, what do you mean like, We're like just psychological damage or like? Yeah. Hmm. Red pill. Psycho <laughs> psychological or kind of like morally uh, fuck you up. Like I guess. Um, How do you feel about robot spiders things? And uh, not really a fan. That sounds like it'll get me fucked Red up. Red pill, though. fucked up. Okay. One of the uh, one of the things that I like about this movie is that so popular, uh, so complex that there has been so much discourse about it online mm -hmm. that like it's one of the movies where almost every stone has been unturned. Yeah, exactly. And it might not even be that big of a deal. But going back to Cipher, I was like, how is he getting in? and out of the matrix without anybody else is, knowing yeah plot hole and it's the it was later answered by the wachowskis that in the scene where uh neo walks up to him and cypher does the alt tab the i'm not watching porn oh, and and, and turns off all of his screens that um in canon he is writing an automated script to pull, pull mm. someone in and out of the matrix 
which could be a later like a, a fudge thing but sure that question has been asked a lot on the internet and um mm -hmm. it was covered by the wachowski that. sisters oh thank god dude see this this is what's what's tied up with the wachowskis too is that they'll also just like build this huge ass world and just like ex they're they're not above like just explaining shit like that yeah They've because that so the much. movie yeah. is a, the movie is a slice of the world yeah in the grand scheme of things the, the matrix movie is a slice of life <laughs> because like i love slice of life movies yeah. and like the matrix almost is one because we will find out in the sequels that he's not you know the one that we really make him out to be like yeah uh so i think that's really interesting going back to kind of the the virtual self thing which which you know i think we do kind of nowadays where we kind of create avatars for ourselves and totally. morpheus was like this is your virtual representation of yourself i was wondering like what what, what is your guys's what, what would be your guys's virtual selves like what is your mental manifestation i'm a oh um I'm a Death Knight, and my name is uh, Dominator. And I was I was on Ice Crown for a while. You think you what? directly and translate? And I'm your... a weird hooved, um, yeah, a weird blue hooved alien creature. Oh right, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I can give you an answer to this question. <laughs> I think two things that have helped answer this question is that number one, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And like I didn't have to shave. Oh, he got fucking like. addicted to Bitmoji. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, the Bitmoji. That's hilarious. Yeah, for a while, like, no, I got to really look about. I got to look what I wanted to look like about yeah. growing a beard and you know, mid, growing my hair out a little bit, and uh, it helped me a lot with my self-image. Like, let's be real, like about like mental health and stuff. Uh, you look great, Ryan. Well, thanks. I like bud. the beard. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the explosion of Dungeons and Dragons in the last five years. You know, people can enter this fantasy world with their friends and, you know, be whoever they want to be, really. And it maybe is a playground for some people who want to get out some weird tendencies. But yeah. for the most part, it's a positive thing. Ryan, are we about to learn something that we've been oh, tiptoeing around I, the bush? I'm a, I'm the a human fighter every time. You're oh, not human not fighter. A, there's no way you're human fighter. There's no, no human fighter every time. I use it for role playing my actual fantasies, not for like. <laughs> Hurry! I'm just a guy yeah, who owns a, tail. a farm, and I have like a donkey and a couple of horses, and I cut trees in Barovia. Huh. I'm not joking. That's your. Well, that's what was the original question again? Sorry. What What do we think our virtual, online avatar honestly, is? what's your what's your avatar man like your wow avatar that could be perfectly valid because people have wacky looks in the matrix man that's true like honestly i think i'm just like what ryan said because of the the pandemic we're at home and we don't have to be public as often i think i've entered a similar to what my avatar would be like on xbox live or something is like my hair is long as shit now i kind of just mix and match like i'm trying to just like seek out yeah like in skyrim where you just kind of like try to get the best stats because like the other day i was wearing a hot dog shirt and a cardigan and like short shorts with like and right now socks. you're wearing a knockoff louis vuitton hat yeah i'm wearing a, i'm wearing a louis vuitton knockoff louis vuitton hat i got like a rock shirt that's also fake um it's just I, I feel like I'm approaching that anyways, is what I'm saying. I think I would just, <laughs> I would look uh, pretty similar. But honestly, the Matrix 1999, like th that crew, that is a look. And I might just adopt that. 
I want some leather. I don't think I own any leather, you know, maybe for like, you know, purposes of, you know, veganism or something. But like, yeah. damn, they got vegan. Give me, some, give me some pleather. Yeah, you can get you can get vegan leather, dude. Neo's boots. Those are actually sick. It would. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also really hard to be as jacked as they are. Yeah. Fuck. They look so good, dude. There was a scene um, during like that, you know, the, the hallway shootout. Neo and Trinity walk in with like the sunglasses on and, mm-hmm. and like the the black outfits and amber was just like fuck this so cool <laughs> like this <laughs> so fucking cool <laughs> there was a moment a where i i've never been more like felt like empowered for women than yeah. i have in the intro scene when trinity fucking breaks that guy's arm with her legs while she's standing that's so sick i'm like oh my god that cop was like it's a this is like a swat officer and she just like oh my god it's so cool yeah Every I feel like every actor in this movie, I'm just this is just going to be the the pe- three three dudes going nuts about the Matrix. I feel because yeah. like, it's feel turning like, into that quickly. We're losing structure. <laughs> every actor like they fucking nailed it, dude. Keanu Reeves, of course, like I feel like he nailed like the one. But Morpheus, Hugo Morpheus Weaving, doing that weird Shakespearean delivery with Agent Smith, I think totally works, man. Even Tank. I love that guy. Tank is a bro. Tank is awesome. Tank is a literal tank. He takes tons of damage. He never goes down. He did. <laughs> He's not in the second one, though. I think he did. I, don't, I think he did go down eventually. Contract negotiations, probably. Oh, it sucks. Sucks to hear. The greatest enemy to an actor. <laughs> no, we're defeated by unions. Uh, you guys, uh, when you guys saw the, like, speaking of aesthetic, remember those, you know, those phones that they have in the movie? Yes, where it, they're like yeah. a Nokia and it just flips out. I remember they did an issue of those in the early 2000s, I think, um, where people could get those Nokias. If they did a reissue where it just, you know, you, you have like private numbers that only your friends can use. I I'd guess, buy that. Let's redo phones, guys. Let's redo yeah. phones. We need to undo smartphones. Yeah, like, like from not, I'm trying to come at this from a non-boomer perspective. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, we need to get rid of that. Well, how about you have separate phones where it's it's like a landline but you carry them around and only your friends have these numbers like you can't get spam calls because that's all the calls people get nowadays like if i wanted to call for example like jace like if we're just if we're just chilling and we got just our our nokia flips and all they can do is call each other we can just have a conversation and that's that's actually not a bad idea or you can just call your friends like let's redo phones like the home phone for the young millennial yeah yeah, home phones are kind of sick, though, right? Like, I kind of want a home phone now. Yeah, I had a home phone that came with my apartment for the last three years in law school, and then this apartment doesn't have a home phone, and I'm like, damn! <laughs> if all the telemarketers can just lose our numbers, because when I look at old movies, when someone just calls their friend on a home phone, they're like, oh, hey, what's up? And they just, just chill and talk. I'm like, that sounds nice, dude. We can't do that on smartphones just because it's Sometimes like, when I get a phone call from my landline in my office, yeah. I get kind of stoked because I'm like, oh, I get to like pick up this physical receiver. Like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> this is Ryan speaking. You need I need to clarify that because it's possible for another person yeah. to answer this phone. Yeah, phones are cool. I, I, I'm just saying uh, Matrix people uh, redo those phones. I would buy it even if it's like Bluetooth connected to my smartphone and I can just answer phones that way. Um, I'd, I'd buy that shit. Okay, to get back into, are we, st- are we still on the... Is that Skeletor? It's, it's a holograph where it, he, his mouth moves when I tip it. Oh, yeah, those. I see it. Whoa. Right, right, right. 
Did no, he Skeletor had. guitar pick? I expect you to die. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they need to make a He-Man serious movie like they rebooted James Bond. I fucking want that so bad. Okay, we got to get back. We yeah, gotta, fuck. Gotta, wait, oh, don't okay. hit me okay. with that. And then we gotta, We're on the clock. You can okay. hit me with that good idea and expect me to get back in the zone. <laughs> okay, with... Okay. The Rock? Would he be the... With the He-Man? No, we, no, no, He-Man is too far off character for The Rock. Yeah, right. he's not... And... I was gonna say David Batista. I was gonna say John Baptiste. <laughs> you know, I would. John Baptiste, that's a He-Man with a Jazz really He-Man? nice wig. That would be Jazz Man of the Universe. Jazzters of the Universe. Yeah. Okay, there's an unintentionally good idea. The thing is, none of these. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, not buff enough. Oh. Still buff, not buff enough he for He Man. Well, that's the thing about He Man. I think he can get yeah. there. He Man he has to be up. fucking disgusting, huge, like yoked. <laughs> this is why Arnold kind of, you know, I mean, yeah. he he did so many other IPs, but you're like, if you're there, why not just do He Man? Guys, John Cena, come on. Yep. You got, got okay. That's all enough. That's fuck. <laughs> I hate to say it. But it's you gotta have Michael Sarah. Oh, and just get John Cena's six one. He always looks like he's five two. <laughs> like built like a little R two D two normally. Because he's so big, we just assume the proportions so are different. Fucking wide. Yeah, if you, if you can get like a, a Michael Sarah and then a John Cena change up, I think that'd be it'd be good. Like, oh, I, I'm so awkward. I don't know how to talk to girls. And then he goes into Skeletor, and Skeletor is played by Idris Elba. I don't know. Oh. I want to I want to say my Yeah. I feel a little weird doing this episode. Yeah. I think um cuz I just want to say I I want to ask you guys this. This movie in itself, I think we've had the good graces and the movie choices that we've had previously to pick movies that like people aren't reviewing, you know, yeah. and we're doing a lot of like they aren't reviewing in their podcasts, and obviously there are a lot of other podcasts. This movie's been rehashed online by people who... Ryan, I'm going to say this later. This is people, some people's favorite movie. Like, locked and loaded. So the people oh, yeah, that that's... like this movie really like this movie. And I feel really awkward, because as much as I loved it, I don't want to say anything that's wrong. <laughs> Have somebody be like, I'll kill you. <laughs> so, it's like... I'm I'm kind of trying to wonder where we should be, and it's like some of the stuff that we should say should be like information for our friends, people who have watched yeah. the movie and aren't entirely interested in in digging up the dirt of it. But at the same time, every time I think about something to say or read something on the internet, which would just be me saying something else, somebody else on the internet said, I'm imagining somebody who's sitting in a chair who really likes the Matrix being like. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I understand what you mean, Jace. And like, I think that there's a movement towards films being uh, enjoyed more by amateurs recently, especially during the pandemic. Like, it, it's okay for content to be for people who are not cinephiles, and it's okay for people who are not cinephiles to review movies. Because let's face it, that's the that's really the perspective that we're looking for when we're making movies. We're looking at how it's, you know, interpreted and received by the people who maybe are not professionals. So it's totally okay to be wrong. 
And uh, as long as you're not saying this is the absolute truth, <laughs> uh, I think it's totally okay. And I know that you're not doing that. Yeah. And uh, also, it's okay to be wrong. Like, that's kind of what makes it fun. And uh, there's th- those people who are so like certain that you are wrong are 100% wrong. Like, there's no, there's no right way to talk about this movie and there's no right opinion to have about the movie like this to where if somebody is like really really up in arms about something it often means that they're overlooking something and so this movie has flaws well let's not get carried whoa, away right let's not your let's not uh, watch your tone <laughs> yeah i mean we add our own gbgb flavor baby that's why people tune in we add our own special movie reviews i mean for god's sakes we did a review of interstellar where we talked about shitting out of portholes as like a weapons system and i don't think people did that in their interstellar reviews so we'll get there eventually with the matrix we we did t- we talked about shitting like in- instantly i think yeah. i think there was like a four was second talking, delay that was literally the open <laughs> There's um to to get to get back on 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 topic like there's a line, but from Mr. Smith, uh, when he's talking or Agent Smith, excuse me, Agent Smith is talking to Morpheus. He's like, 1999 is the peak human civilization. Like this is when humanity was at its, at its peak before the technology fucked everything up. And then he kind of goes into his tirade, and I'm like, oh shit, is he right though? Well, was, ni- was 1999? Uh, peak human civilization was was everything better in 1999 okay there's probably some stuff that sucked actually there's a lot of things that suck there's a lot of things that suck i mean look at the art that was coming out of 1999 you got the matrix obviously cruel intentions you got magnolia american beauty uh green mile you got the mummy Stuart little star wars episode one we haven't watched those movies so kind of lost oh right sorry sorry yeah yeah. we're in, in in universe we haven't seen those okay um okay forget what i said i just think i just think the the sunglasses and the outfits were cool from 1999 they're coming back it's yeah you look at fashion um, as a circle you look at any of like the fashion models like the past like you know two or three years like you see bella hadid wearing the fucking trinity shades and it's gonna trickle down to the mainstream dude that's how it always happens so i'm thinking like this year or next with this new matrix movie i think we're gonna be seeing those those sick uh, leather trench coats yeah i'm probably gonna be neo for halloween next year oh that'd be so sick yeah that'd dude. be sick that'd be so good just my um, dog up like morpheus <laughs> can you guys do a um can you guys could do a good morpheus you may you may think you're listening to good pod no that's, that's, that's agent smith you may think you're listening to a good podcast but it's actually the gbgbs <laughs> they you think that's the gbgbs you're breathing now <laughs> that's a good line that's that okay that is I, I honestly that is a great line probably one of my top 10 favorite lines in movie history <laughs> morpheus you think that's bangers every yeah, season you think that's air you're breathing now like and i really okay oh man i have a speech about this oh man the <laughs> the the way that neo handles that line is that he doesn't say no, get out of here, you idiot. <laughs> like like most people would say, like most uh, like teenage prodigies would say. But instead, if you watch that scene again, 
watch how many times the camera flips back between Neo and Morpheus. It does it two or three times. And Neo is like, huh, you know, he's got a really good point. I'm an adult. I'm going to let this sink in for a little bit. I respect what he says. Okay, I'm going to take this advice into consideration. I'm going to kick this old dude's ass. And in a lot of other movies, it would be like this bratty young teenager yeah. chosen one who is being kind of grilled by this old bearded wise man. And the teenager would push back until the ghost of the wise man appears in his, you know, fighter ship and says, use the blank, Tim. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, the interesting part is that Neo is not he, he they break the mold about the wise old teacher and the like the young chosen one in that they're both kind of relatively the same age. Not really, but in the universe, it kind of seems like that. And Neo is a fully formed adult who like can form complex thoughts and has agency and like. <laughs> Uh, he can respect other adults and yeah. he takes Morpheus ad- Morpheus's advice, but also like brings this his own perspective into it because he says like, hey, Morpheus, I see what you're trying to do. You don't have to be you don't have to be that Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. You can just tell me like it is. You don't have to try and coach everything in some metaphor. And I really like that scene. And it shows like how sophisticated the writing in this movie is. That's a good point, dude. I, I think you pick you you picked up on something that like I didn't realize in the moment because there was never once where I doubted like Neo was the one, and it's because of his attitude. Like he is so in the fucking pocket when someone tells him something, you can just see it in his face. Like he's just mm-hmm. like he's just in the zone, dude. This guy is on it. He's thinking. He he rarely ever in this entire movie acts on emotion. I think the like the one time is when he's scared in the skyscraper and he like, tr- you know, backs out of the, the thing because he's just like so scared. He but he also that there's not really a logical aspect to that thing either. But he he's so calm, cool, collected adult about the situation. And it's Morpheus is a great role model, I think. And you rarely see that. Normally, there's some character with a flaw. Yeah. And I, I don't really understand what Neo's flaw in this movie is. And if anything, maybe that's what the writing is missing. But I don't see a need for it. I, I really don't see a need oh, no. for something in the movie like this. Neo's the one, man. Yeah, it's the trope. Right. Compare that to Anakin Skywalker. Like, I mean, I love Hayden Christian. I'm not going to shit on him. I'm not going to shit on what he did. But the writing... Anakin was just like this whiny asshole, dude. He's not the chosen one. He's not like this awesome dude who's going to bring balance to the force. But you compare that to Neo's, his whole outlook, his whole attitude. You're like, oh, that's the fucking guy. Even when he was like, oh, I'm not the one. I'm like, you're the fucking one, dude. Well, and that that might be an attempt at making things seem more deep than they are from the Star Wars perspective. I don't think he needs to. I'm actually I'm pleasantly surprised with him not needing a flaw in the way this story is structured because he is kind of the humble hero who is kind of seeking this journey and really does have while he has the the being the one thrust on him Keanu Reeves is just so cool about it you know (laughs) cool (laughs) do you guys want to get into our Keanometers man (laughs) yeah that's a good point do we want to get there Uh, because we're, we're talking about Keanu before we get there, like, I just want to just spit this one one fact I saw real quick. 
And they said in the first 45 minutes of the film, Neo has 80 lines, and uh, 44 of those lines are questions, averaging roughly one question per minute. This dude was literally doing our improv exercise we did in Leprechaun, where you only speak at questions. Because I think he was literally just like, what? Huh? What does that mean? Where the fuck am I? And, and, but it totally works. It's good. You were set up for that. Situation. Yeah. That's, the, that's exactly the, he's a software engineer in, the 19, in, in 1999. He's like the type of person that you go on the internet now, and I go to the RF engineering website that was made in the early 2000s that's being kept up by some dude who's 70 now and still has the url from the dot-com boom and it's like oh i'm here because i want to learn and throughout this whole thing because there's no arrogance in it neo just wants to learn yeah and that's hey. that's like a sweet that's a cool character that's a good that's a good point dude he's a programmer okay right i think ryan you have the you have the keyonometer don't you huh you got the, aren't you i'm sorry I, I, I just like listen to you guys talk <laughs> yeah we we uh we call it the keyonometer of course the key, yeah shit I we're guess. so ex we were so excited about the matrix we didn't even explain our podcast concept <laughs> it's, this episode it's the exact opposite of 47 <laughs> roaded where we had to go to this like 20 minute long <laughs> metaphor we're in we're in, we're in keanu's kitchen we're watching 10 keanu reeves movies okay folks and, and we developed the keyonometer to, to measure yeah to measure the the amount of keanu the keanu of keanu and the quality of keanu that is present in each movie man i got that pitched down to like 10 words that's good save wow. that save i got that on recording okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna listen back <laughs> when we started this thing that was like three minutes and so we, we're gonna measure the keyonometer first and then we're gonna give a movie review and just do a movie meter. That's separate from the Keanu meter because it's not fair to conflate those no, two not. things. Um, sometimes we've had movies where you know the matometer or what is it, <laughs> the McConaughey-meter is like really low, but the movie's really good. You yeah. know, so um, I'll kick us off. I think that Keanu was hired for this role after he had already made his type right. So like he would already done Bill and Ted. He did. Like what John Mnemonic or whatever, and then he did Point Break, and then he did this movie. Oh, so I think Speed was in there as well. So it's on fire. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? What a and run. So it's not like this movie was his first ever movie where he had to like. This is just the way Keanu is. But oh man, I don't think there was a better casting choice possible, and I mean that in a way where like, if somebody else was cast, I think it would be a different movie. In some way, it does not necessarily that it would be less good, but it would be different. And it's not as Keanu, maybe as Keanu E as I'm thinking it was going to be, but like it's damn good. His stereotype is more of the surfer bro, like whoa, like kind of thing. But in this, he's a lot more serious, he plays it straight. And I think I'm gonna go with an eight for that reason. We have a very high quantity. We have a very high quality, but the Keanu-ness isn't entirely there, but that's okay. This isn't the movie meter. This is just measuring Keanu. Uh, there is a bunch of other factors that go into it, and I'm going to leave that to the other two co-hosts. Okay. Oh, movie two. Keanometer. 
haven't <laughs> settled into something comfortable yet. Um, start off quantity for what the movie needs to be. Again, tropically, the one, the like number one trope of a fantasy, you know, series. Yeah, the hero's journey. Yeah, the hero's journey. I think everything we've talked about movies where the main character, most of the scenes are about them or have them in it. I think we're up there. I really enjoyed it. It had to have been a combination of everything from the script to directors, but I enjoyed Keanu and all of his scenes. One of the things that I'm really taking into gonna try to take into thought for these is like preparation of the movies, which maybe has some outside information. He had to have spinal surgery or he was going to go or he was going to become paralyzed before this movie took place and was in a neck brace training Kung Fu with the with the the director for the action scenes and was literally like, Okay, we have a day off. Can I can you train me some more? They were like, No, no, stop it, dude. So God, I think like fucking rules. I think I think like the, the, there's just so much effort there. And, you know, it is off kind of like off his original trajectory of surfer, bro. But he said, okie dokie. Yeah, <laughs> he said, some, whoa, too. Oh, I missed the whoa. But he gave a, he gave an okie dokie. And I was like, that's good <laughs> enough for me. Um, Mike Keanu kind of has longer hair. And I think he had longer hair before the movie before the movie started filming and they made him cut it short. So I think that's the only thing I could dock him for. <laughs> so I think I have to give him a nine. It's so ridiculous, but so fair. I mean, you've been doing that for four seasons now. So <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking about what you said, Ryan, about like no one else could play this role. Cause you guys might've seen that piece of trivia where Will Smith was the original choice for Neo. And I have no doubt he, he probably would have done a decent Probably would have job. knocked out of the park in a yeah, different it, way. It would have been, yeah, been totally different. But when I think about, like, what, uh, what Keanu Reeves' vibe is, just in real life, he just seems like he's totally in the pocket of life. Like, the dude says a lot of profound things. He just seems like he just has it figured out. Whether or not he does and, you know, or feels that way, he just has that aura about him. Um, where you just like want to hear what he has to say and just be around him. It seems like a really cool dude. And I feel like that fits Neo to a T. He doesn't have a ton of lines in this movie. It's it's a movie where it kind of builds a world. He's kind of just saying a lot of one word answers um, that are kind of profound at times. But I think the longest stretch of him talking is the very, very like last 30 seconds of the movie where he's on the phone. Um, so that's where it's going to kind of hold off. A bit on the on the upper end, uh, yeah. When that when that rage against the rage machine against thought, the machine yeah. instantly comes on, and you're like, oh my god, I get it. <laughs> but this dude, he was putting it on the line, man, doing all his own stunts. The kung fu seeds were sick. Uh, all of his like delivery, like I believed it. He was saying some goofy ass shit. Okay, we were just doing takes from the actual Matrix movie. Us, us like amateurs, and it and it, it sounded really wacky. But he nailed it. He nailed every single one. And you know what my fucking hype meter was when Neo frees his mind and stops the bullets and sees the Matrix in code? Fucking one million. <laughs> one million. I yeah, was so god. <laughs> It should have been goofy as shit, but it was awesome, okay? This is going to get a 9, okay? It's not going to hit 10, because I think it's, it's, it can go a little higher. and go a little, you can get, get a little more Keanu in the movie, but I think the flavor is all there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, 
that you're you're absolutely right and like i think the entire culmination of the movie in that one tiny little sliver of like 15 seconds is just movie masterpiece like this movie does something that i view uh i view very highly and i I don't think that every movie gets it and that's a payoff in that the entire movie we're hearing about whether or not he's the one and as we're realizing that he is like he proves it to us and that's i think so cool and like the movie doesn't just shy away from it doesn't do it like accidentally the movie goes puts all its chips in the middle of the table and uh, i think that's just amazing whether or not once again they hit it out of the park like whether or not it works for you you should in some ways respect the the everything coming together in that way to for them to swing big like that and i really really like that scene right yeah. you got the rating man oh shit yeah gonna, i kind of just wait right, right into, into it, it. Yeah, you, can, yeah, you, can you can throw a number out with, no there's no reason to not give this movie a 10 <laughs> hell yeah i i think that there's there there are very few flaws and some of them you can maybe chip up to like inexperienced filmmakers and some you can chip up to like it's 1999 and they're pushing the special effects boundaries as far as they can go do not blame them if maybe one or two things looks a little off how you made for this movie well right yeah like there's this couple special effects where you're like, eh, okay, I kind of see through that. But I'm going to go with a 10. There's no reason to, to criticize this movie, I think, at all. Um, watch this movie. It's a movie, man. Like, they're back, baby. <laughs> and I think that there's enough showing from the Wachowski sisters that, like, they understand when to break rules and when to follow them. And that's what this movie, I mean, that's kind of literally outside of the metaphor of the movie. But like when making the movie, there's a lot of in the fight scenes, they break the 180 degree rule. And this is something I show I talked about in the last episode. But that's not really a rule. That's more like a guideline. And like, it's not necessary. What you should really focus on is making a clear and concise image where the viewer can follow what's happening. And they choreographed those fight scenes so well that it didn't matter where the camera was going in fact breaking the 180 degree rule was the in the first scene where the camera goes all the way around trinity like that's very purposeful so they knew when to break these guidelines in the fight scenes and i think there's no reason to dock them for trying something experimental i'm gonna give this movie a 10. I'm right there too. I don't. I mean, <laughs> this movie's busted, dude. It's 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 so good. It's like there's. I don't. I don't know that I actually have of the. I didn't take notes either. I don't have anything profound to say. I feel like everything either, fits. Man. Everything fits. We talked about the. You think that's air you're breathing? Scene. That's like the moment in the movie for me. One where Neo realizes that you know, he's back in the matrix and that it's a construct and that he can control it. And two, that's for me when it hits too. I think like the fact that we had the him, the character and I had the same reaction at the same exact time. It's like the pace, the pace of the movie, the world building, the, the feeding you the details at the specific times. It's so good. I'm it's, 
Don't, I want, we talked a little bit earlier about me not wanting to say things that have been like said over and over about this movie online, but there was a green tint anytime on the scene, every time mm-hmm. they were in the matrix, then they, when they were in the real world, because they wanted it to look like absolute shit, they sucked the blue out of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they cared about this movie. They put they a lot cared. of effort in. And you know, when my mom wanted to talk to me during this movie, I was a little rude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I paused it and I looked at her and oh, I was like, no. what <laughs> do you want? <laughs> so, Chase, that reminds me so much of like this one memory I have of watching 12 Years a Slave with my family and I had a relative who was kind of like annoyed by a scene and she was talking and I was like, that's the point. It's very profound. <laughs> like, sh- <laughs> Oh, so I think I think I hope everyone to watch this that listens to this, but then God, give it a watch. It's Matrix so freaking Sky. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we got tens across the board so far. Woo! Clean sweep. Because <laughs> this movie, the, the thing about it is it accomplishes something that even great works of art can't accomplish, which is having a lasting cultural impact. Like, how often can you say a movie it has something where it's like almost every aspect has been parodied and it's just completely it penetrated our, our, our culture at almost every level, from the music to the fashion to the aesthetic uh, to the fight scenes, the whole philosophy. Jesus Christ, I don't think we've had a movie like that since like Star Wars. Right. I mean, this is this is just a gigantic swing. And, and like we said, dude, it's so satisfying to see something this original. <laughs> that make it this fucking far um yeah i am i'm trying to send nostalgia out of the room because i am blinded by my love for this movie uh i've seen this matrix series dozens and dozens and dozens of times because i grew up just watching it all the fucking time um and having this long period of time i don't think i've seen it in close to 10 years not since you know not since I, i probably left high school but i think i saw it again at the perfect time and you guys mentioned it too. It's like it was exactly what I needed to see. I think the mantra of the movie, I think, is is just in a way, it's it's healing and it's it's liberating to see. And that's that's why I think everyone should just give it a watch. Um, this movie has the best use of someone flying away like Superman at the end. Yes, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. It should not have been awesome, but it was. I was so hyped um this movie's flawless man even the flaws are perfection dude right like, even even the flaws you could say like that stylistic man fuck it it's it was perfect or i get it they're doing it on purpose yeah so shit there is nothing i can give this movie besides a 10 okay this movie is one of the great pieces of art dude you you've got you've got freaking beethoven's fifth You've got the, the the Parthenon, and then when the aliens are like sifting through, you've got Matrix starring Keanu Reeves, man. Yeah, this is a good movie, man. I think it's one of those movies where like it might not be my favorite movie ever, but sure. Jace, you talked about this earlier, but like, damn, this could easily be yeah millions of people's favorite, favorite movie, movie ever. Yeah, it's this is definitely on my list. Yeah, it's up there. And thing is, is like The Matrix 2 has so much going on in it. It's one of those movies where if it just comes on the TV, like on FX when we were growing up, I would just watch it, man. I'll be like, oh, shit, Matrix. Fuck yeah. I'll go see that shit. I remember, dude, so okay, that, that, this is a great example, but I was the first person to show this movie to my wife. She uh, 
she hadn't seen it before a few years ago. And uh, then we just watched it again. And when the Oracle scene, we didn't talk about the Oracle at all. But um, when he knocks over the vase and she's like, now the real trip is, is would you have still knocked it over if I would have if I wouldn't have said anything? Like Julie audibly went, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like uh, that's like exactly what they're going for. And Jace, you, you mentioned this with that scene with the um, you think that's air you're breathing now and the character thinking the same thing at the same time. And I talked about this maybe seasons and seasons ago, but when you're creating content, you try to put, you try to keep the characters and the audience in some sort of known relationship. You like to, you either want to be writing so that the characters are ahead of the audience and the audience is trying to keep up and you're writing in that style, or you're writing where the audience is like, oh, come on, character. Do this thing, and it's, and the character and the audience yeah. feels like really interacted with the piece of art. But there's a certain point to where those two positions like can snap back to each other, and like the audience and the characters think the same thing at the same exact time. And you don't want that to be in some random ass movie where like the main character picks up his car keys. You, <laughs> you want it to be some revolutionary like this is what this movie is about moment, and this movie did that two or three times and you'd be lucky to do it once dude talk about a moment like that like i wish i could be a fly on the wall in 1999 because i don't think they show this in the trailers because all you see is an action movie people doing kung fu Uh in the moment where he emerges out of that fucking machine sack in like that that scene holy shit what a mind fucker (laughs) like Talk about something that people are not going to shut the fuck up about for years walking out of that theater. 20 years! Yeah. 22 years! I have a... We didn't... Okay, from last season to this season, holiday horror, surprising mm. amount of body horror in The Matrix as yeah. well. Oh, shit, yeah. Which kind of got me. I was like, oh, they do everything <laughs> in this one. Yeah. They're pulling the plugs That's out. That's a good point. That was I was kind of cringing a little bit when they're when they're digging around in the It's lot. the belly button for me, man. Oh, belly button scorpion. Don't not touch my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still traumatized by that scene where his mouth just like seals shut. Oh, like, oh yeah. no, no, no. And and that too is like the first part where the we are no we learn that the agents can bend the matrix to their will. Oh, yeah. God. We're still not done with this movie. We're still not done. We've already reviewed it. I mean, speaking of of not done, we we discussed this off camera last episode. Do we still want to do this? I'd be willing to do it. I'm, I think we're going to be disappointed, but I'm willing to do it. I want to do this. What? The new Matrix has arrived. Okay. We're recording this ahead of time. The Matrix Resurrections is out on HBO and in theaters. Ah, let's do it. <laughs> Just- <laughs> I don't want to review the second or the third one anyway. I don't no, think. No, no, we don't, we don't have to. Do that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Did you? Okay. Right. Yeah. Guys, just quick. We didn't talk about it all. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist with the Matrix yes. Cow. Like, yeah, this movie <laughs> has really been fucking done by everything. We, we gotta, okay. Can we try to make a Kung Pao streak? <laughs> How many movies can mm-hmm. Kung Pao parody or like parody a trope of in a row? Because. In 47 Ronin, they beat the Keanu Reeves with a stick for like three minutes. Oh my god, yeah. And that's in Kung Pao. Because huh. they hit that guy in the nuts. Do you think the... he wants his towel? 
I forgot about the uh, Matrix scene where the uh, the cow is squirting his milk at him and he's dodging it like the bullets. Yeah, that was, that was really soon after the Matrix, too. OK, are we down to do the new Matrix movie that everyone's been talking about? There's a little bit of a delay for when we record these. Mm-hmm. But oh, I'm in. Are we are we twisting the keys? I'm resurrected. Oh, Wait, what's the title? I think it's Resurrection. Resurrections. I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad you said keys, by the way. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm resurrecting my, my Matrix hype. I mean, it's already resurrected from watch, rewatching. Yeah, Matrix. let's be real. Boing! Just as, <laughs> just as, that was, that was a, a spring uh, uh, bouncing off of, out of the, the hype machine. That was the spring launching spring launching Jace the and the metaphor yeah. resurrecting him. Exactly. Oh, that's good, Ryan. He's resurrected and he gets launched out of his coffin. He gets shot up he, out he, of he, a yeah. no delay. Um, just as a homework assignment, because we don't have, we already said this, we don't have room to do all the Matrixes because Keanu has so much shit. As a homework assignment for myself, I'm going to watch two and three in Animatrix. Okay, yeah. you can maybe like update yeah. us. You can I'll, maybe I'll, fill in the blanks. How about that? It's going to be guys it's gonna be a hard blank to fill i don't know if it's been a while for you since you've seen reloaded and revolutions but i read the synopsis last night there is so much to unpack i've been seeing uh like memes about the architect mm -hmm. who i think is in those movies <laughs> have you wait have you have you guys have you guys seen the, the sequels i mean you're talking 15 years dude yeah because i mean there's shit a like neo is built into the matrix on purpose because the matrix needs to reboot and he needs to like we didn't put a power button <laughs> yeah you're talking about like 15 years okay the matrix resurrections will be reviewed by the gb who are you GB. doing GB. what is that he does the pause he does like a lot of weird pauses in in his, those christopher uh, walken agents man no agent smith man oh the matrix Tricks uh, Resurrections is coming back. You know, he has that weird enunciation. That's not bad. That's not That's bad. Pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Uh, we hope you guys will join us uh, for our review of Matrix Resurrections. This is going to be our first hot review, I think. Because we've... Yeah. Like, yeah. We've, we've reviewing a yes. lot of movies that are like 20, 30 years old. Our first back-to-back. -back. We did the two Air Buds, but there was some space. <laughs> and, oh, we did Scooby-Doo. Never mind. Scooby I'm sorry. Back -to -back. Sorry, Scooby. That was the Wheel of I'm Chaos, sorry, though. We didn't have any... Yeah. We, didn't want right. we did not choose that. Was, that. that was our wild teenager years where we couldn't be contained. Yeah. We're watching Resurrections. If, if you guys... It's, it's on HBO. You don't have to go to the theaters and, and you know... Which is smart right now. Yourselves. Yeah, yeah, don't go to the theaters. Yeah, if if a couple weeks from now, because we're recording this in the past, yes. if they're like, it's a totally gone and it's fine now. 100%. Then I guess go. But I, just be safe, guys. Anyways. Uh, I mean, who am I talking? I saw Dune twice. I watched it three times. Didn't watch it yes. three times in theaters, but I, did, I have seen I'm it so three times. Tight. It's Dude, a, God, okay, so it's a really fair, good man. movie to nap to. Oh, I 100% I like, believe that shit, too. Because you can wake up from the nap oh, and still be watching the yeah, movie. Yeah, give it a shot, honestly. <laughs> like, if that shit's still free on HBO Max, take a nap to do. Okay, uh, Ryan, actually, this time, I'll have what? you plug our socials. I've got my Agent Smith glasses oh, on, and I, wrote them, and I wrote them down so okay, I wouldn't Jason, fuck it up this time. Now I feel bad. Okay, nope, I was going to have Ryan, a take it's turn. your turn. <laughs> 
No, Chase, you're prepared. Come on, man. I gotta... Chase, do the socials. I'll make Ryan do them next time. Catch us on Instagram at Good Boys Gone Bland and Twitter at GBGB Podcast. Yes. Send your fan mail to Agent Barley <laughs> at GBGB Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Fan mail. And find Whoa. us wherever podcasts can be found. And leave us a review on Megatoto. Please don't write another. That was my attempt at making with the side effects. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Write us a review as Ryan, uh, Ryan vomited <laughs> out there as well. The Jace, that was a good take. That was, that was a solid take. Uh, I think best, best we've had so far. <laughs> I had yeah, to write them down. Allergic to GBGB's podcast. What? Don't take if you're allergic to GBGB's podcast. Surgeon General's warning. Uh, well, I was just, I was just gonna think about like, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, and uh, they have like a sign-off phrase, and you know, I, you know how we've been searching for one. Um, and you know, they're always just like, and as always, I was just gonna have one of you guys just uh, kind of just uh, come up with one real quick, just for for this episode. Oh, real quick, um, uh, Ryan, do you just want to take a swing, or Jace, if you, if you got if you got one, Jack in, like Jack off the Matrix. <laughs> I think it's Jack out. I don't think it's anyone Jack says in. Jack out. <laughs> no one says Jack off the matrix. <laughs>